big name in the pop music world join us on Toronto today. Lorraine Sagato from Parachute Club. I absolutely uh, have always wanted to talk to Lorraine. She's always been interesting and opinionated and intense. I like that. Those are three great characteristics. And she is playing with Parachute Club along with Glass Tiger at Massey Hall this weekend on Saturday night. And it would be great to see her live. Uh, She'll be in fine voice. She's also got opinions about Toronto. This band started in Toronto. Their video for Rise Up, a Juno-winning single of the year, has them, you know, rolling right past uh, the newly built Roy Thompson Hall. We talked to her about politics, the city, infrastructure, and as well, her great career, all on Toronto Today on Friday. Oh, yeah. I mean, honest, I probably listened to this song um, since I knew we'd be having this conversation five or six times in the car. My uh, my teenagers now know uh, every word. This takes me back to being in eighth grade, 1984. I think it was the best year ever for music. Um, and uh, this band and the leader of this band who's about to join us won single of the year at the Juno Awards. They'll be at the esteemed Massey Hall. Um, I just went to see Manic Street Preachers there a couple weeks ago. You, you give me a show, I'll be at Massey Hall for it. Um, just makes me feel everything about the city. Uh, but she's kind enough to join us uh, from uh, Parachute Club. They'll be there with Glass Tiger tomorrow night, and she's up early. Rock stars aren't supposed to wake up at this hour. Lorraine Segato joins us on Toronto Today. It's great to have you on. I I, I love um, At the Feet of the Moon. Like I said, I just, I'd hear that on the, back then radio was really something, right? You'd hear that and then you'd hear Prince and then Bruce Springsteen and then Madonna and then Parachute. I just, it, it was such an era, such an era. So many people, so many people tell me that that particular era just spawned so many of their favorite songs that they kind of carry with them throughout their whole life, which is, I remember that too about my time as a when I was younger. You know, I carry the songs that really sort of emboldened me. You know, when I as I was growing up. Did you feel a part? I look at the Junos for that year. You win Most Promising Group. Um, you won Single of the Year over a young dude named uh, Brian Adams. Had two singles nominated that year, and you and you're like, oh, that, that young guy might turn into something someday. We'll see. We'll keep our eye on uh, on young Brian Adams. Like, did you feel part of a scene then, Lorraine? Well, you know, it's, it's so interesting. I think uh, the single of the year that you're talking about is Rise Up. That mm. was the only one that we really won uh, over Brian. But you know, Brian was really going. He was. It, it was. At that particular time, what was interesting is the scene I was a part of was Queen Street. It was a very Toronto-centric uh, thing for us and until we started touring. so But I, I did feel like I was part of a wave of music that was actually changing what was appearing on the radio because I guess back then it was, it was new wave and it was other more uh, sort of multi-groove-oriented uh, you know, music that was uh, mm-hmm. making its way onto the radio waves. And Brian really represented the rock and roll piece of it. And we represented, I guess, the groove aspect of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I watched, um, even just watching Rise Up as a video now, you guys are rolling past, like, Roy Thompson Hall. Um, there's kids yeah. on this. There's all, so many kids in that video who are probably <laughs> 40 yeah. years old now who are like, oh, that was me when I was four. Like, there's a lot of young kids in it. It is just, it's very, very Toronto, your video was. Well, you know, and, and it really represents a time in Toronto when it was really, it was really starting to, to grow because of the immigrant populations mm-hmm. coming in, right? So you had um, 
a diversity piece starting to happen. You had those buildings like Roy Thompson Hall had just been built, right? Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, it was it was a time in which a lot of things were changing in the country and in the, especially in our city, and we wanted to represent that city um, and the way it appeared to us. Lorraine Segato is joining us, Parachute Club, with Glass Tiger tomorrow night at Massey Hall. Um, I'm seeing also, and I would not have speculated on this. I mean, I was 11 years old, but Parachute Club played um, the Toronto Pride Parade in 1983. What did the Pride Parade look like in 1983? Oh, my God. In 1983, <laughs> the Pride Parade was basically, I think we were playing, you know, the center circle in uh, U of T, that big center circle where the athletes athletic uh, fielders. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. We, we were on a five by eight stage with seven of us all crammed together. <laughs> and, and there was like maybe three or 400 people running towards us from the other side of the circle as we were, <laughs> we were playing the songs. And I don't know if they were running away from people chasing them or running towards us. You know, I mean, mm. those were different days, but it was a thrill to I- be there. I watched you do an interview with David Marston, too, um, where you had sat with him and talked about um, coming out. And I imagine in 1983, think about what was on our radio then, right? Boy, Boy George and Culture Club were everywhere. Um, the next year, yeah. it's, it's George Michael and Wham. And I understood it at the time going, now every girl in my class adored Boy George. And there was a little bit of me, Lorraine, thinking, ah, he may not be terribly interested in you, but nobody was like out, out. When you think about who was on the radio then and the influence you have, you must have people coming up to you right now, even talking about Rise Up, which was as much about inclusion and equality as any song that was a hit single. You must have people come up to you now and go, that song meant something to me 39 years ago. Yeah, I think that song really meant um, so many different things for different people, you know, for people who were struggling with their sexuality, it meant one thing for people who were starting to um, sort of emerge in some way uh, as having, you know, a political consciousness around things, around equality, around empowerment and meant other things. And I think for me, what was really interesting is I, I only really said, you know, uh, I only really came out like years later where I just, said it, you know, because I, I felt everybody knew I was gay, but I never really talked about it so much. I talked about the issues mm-hmm. uh, for gay people. And that was interesting. I was separating myself a lot. When I was younger, I think I was a little bit, I was quite nervous about the music business accepting me, about, you know, being accepted, uh, like just as a person in the world, it was still kind of, it was quite scary. And so I was ambivalent about, you know, coming out only in certain situations where I felt safe. But now I see what's going on for people. And I feel like I would have loved to have that kind of freedom to to totally be myself. So I'll just sing about it was what I was thinking, you know. (laughs) And you did. Amazingly so. Lorraine Segato joining us from Parachute Club. They'll play with Glass Tiger uh, tomorrow night at at, uh, the awesome Massey Hall. When you look at Toronto now, I'm curious what you see. We're just talking about, you know, a murder on the TTC yesterday. It, there's construction everywhere. We talk about building. I, 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 And we talk about the price and how expensive it is. That wasn't that in 1983. Still the biggest city, still the place everybody wanted to be, where the lights were the brightest. But what do you see now? It, it just feels it would be so hard to start in Toronto and make something of yourself as a young person. What do you see? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I think when we when we were younger, um, it was easy to find community, like as artists, let's say on Queen Street or in different pockets throughout the city. You know, you could find your communities, and you could, uh, you know, you be, could be creative, or you could be, you know, open uh, restaurants, or you could. Like now, it just seems so daunting, and it's so interesting. We were talking about this yesterday in the rehearsal, where all of us were saying, "I don't even recognize this city anymore." Um, the level of development that's going on that sort of impinges on just having flow, <laughs> you know, as you're trying to get somewhere or do something. It's hard to imagine, uh, other than if you live in nice uh, neighborhoods, how, how, what it's going to look like as the future goes. It doesn't seem to have a focus um, that is directed towards quality living. You know, and I don't mean mm. to be, you know like uh, accusing people of stuff, but it's not a city I recognize so much anymore. It's hard to connect. Yeah, I I think you nailed it, though. I I think we look and we say, how can we bring more people in? How can we, you know, make it welcoming to others? But still, like 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 I get progress. We want to make it easier for people to get from A to B. We want it. We do. We do want to build highways. We do want to encourage transit lines and whatnot. But but how do we do it at the cost of giving up a, a lot of what we used to remember? Well, it's, it's, and it's also about the big picture, which is about, you know, what does it take? So if you're going to build up this area here, you have to make sure that the traffic flows in that area over there, you know, <laughs> or, you know, culture. Where is culture centered? Is it throughout, you know, the larger GTA or yeah. so all those things are really big picture questions, right? Um And you want to also, as a citizen uh, of Toronto, you want to feel connected to community. That's still very, very important. We, our music came out of community and that's what made it strong and appealing to other people because people from communities across the country were then able to relate, you know? And so for us as a city, it'd be great if we could figure that piece out. Did you ever think about politics? I did. I have, I have been courted several times to, you know, if I, if I was interested in running, and um, I just felt that I could do better good with my work, um, doing the projects I was doing, you know, the cultural events and sort of connecting communities. Like I said, you know, before uh, mm. I was deeply steeped in, in home, homelessness um, uh, issues and, I, and, and, and a variety of, I can't even tell you how many benefits I've done since the beginning of yeah of my career, you know, in the, in the mid seven, late seventies and that, um, I felt I could just do better if I was connected uh, to projects rather than trying to, you know, uh, keep staying a politician and all that, that, that would take. Uh, I, I got about 90 seconds, but I want to ask you if you felt, if you just felt that was who you were at your core, do you feel like all artists have a responsibility? It doesn't, it doesn't land for some people. Well, some people want to sing about girls and boys and dancing and whatnot. And, and some people, some people are, are Bono. And so I guess some people want to be like, Hey, um, you know, let me let you know how, what I think about, is there an element of a responsibility or do you think to each their own, but this is just who you are? Yeah, no, I think there's, I, I do think there's an element of responsibility around something, especially when you acquire what people perceive as power, mm-hmm. right? If you have power to, to influence people, then you should use that power in some way for something that really connects to your heart 
okay? But for me, like, people, uh, there are people that write better love songs than I do, so I let them do that really, really well. And for myself, I know what I do. You know, it's very specific, and, and, and I feel committed to that. So I think each to their own. However, if you do have power, use your influence wisely. Hey, I hope you have a great show on step. Massey Hall, by the way, have you been, you, you've been in it since it's been rebuilt. It's pretty, yeah. it was pretty awesome before. It's even more awesome now, isn't it? It's pretty awesome. And I'm really, really stoked. And I'm thankful to Glass Tiger because, you know, we kind of grew up in the same time period together. It's going to be really fun. And I got a great band, a lot of original people and some new people. So it's, it's exciting. Uh, we're, uh, we've got listeners that already let, letting us know that they're coming to see you tomorrow night. And, and I hope you'll come on, I hope you'll come on the show more often. You've, you've things to say. I think you matter to the fabric of Toronto. So that's what our show's about. We'd love to have you again. Great to have you. We'll we'll, we'll put you on at 845 next time. You, you, you know, you passed the the pre 7am audition. You were great. Really hard to speak. I apologize. I apologize. All right. Uh, thank you for having me. You were, you were brilliant. Lorraine Segato from Paris Jude Club. 